دایی یه فرصت خوب حالا پشت مدافع خدا داد عزیزی توی دروازه گل گل برای ایران خدا داد عزیزی باز هم روی زمین گشت سردارات بود به توی دروازه سردارات بود گل به نام آزمون و برای ایران بزنه کریم ازداری فر Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Gold Bazan. My name's Sina. I'm really glad to be back on the on this episode of Gold Bazan. Um, I'm joined by Arya and Babak this episode. And we're going to be talking about the Iran-Cambodia game, as well as the upcoming Iran-Iraq game. That's going to be the big one. Um, Tuesday, 15th of June. Pretty much a must win. We can draw. I think we can also lose, but we need to basically win it. But we'll, we'll talk about that later in the episode. So before I get in, before I jump in, uh, Babak, Arya, how are you both doing? Good to be here, Sina. It's been a long time and it's good to join you guys on the back of a big win. Yeah, listen, it's great to have Bobak back as well on the podcast. It's been a while. I know we always say that whenever you're on the podcast, but obviously it has been. So uh, it's good to have you back. And also, Sina, you missed the last one. So glad to have you back on the podcast too. And yeah, big win. Uh, let's go to Iraq. Yeah, I mean, it was a huge win. Obviously, 10-0. Um, I think the last time we played them was a similar sort of scoreline. It's not It's not too surprising. I think we said in the preview as well, like I think our prediction, I think I said... I said anything less than sort of eight nil would be a bit of a bit of a failure for us. If clean sheet as well is is, is needed, um, but before we jump into the Cambodia game, I want to quickly give a thank you to everyone um, for helping us reach four thousand Twitter followers. And as a thank you, we're giving away a free Sadar Azmoun Team Melly jersey on Instagram with our partners um, at Iran Jersey. And you have until after the Iraq game to enter. So all the instructions will be on our Instagram and Twitter. Um, so be sure to get involved. It's a really good, really good giveaway. Um, Arya, is there any way that we can sign up for it? Because I, I kind of want it as well. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, you have to be, you have to be someone that's uh, not part of the podcast. But listen, it's a Adidas jersey. It's uh, something that we wanted to do for a long time. And hopefully we can give you guys a, a jersey this uh, coming uh, week. Yeah, for sure. And uh, here's to the next next 1,000, 5,000, hopefully 10,000 in the future. We'll be doing more of these giveaways, hopefully in the future, um, as we grow. So thank you so much for your support once again. And let's get on with the episode. So quickly, let's talk about the Cambodia game. So obviously we started with the 4-3-3, probably our strongest lineup, I'd say. Like I was I was really happy with our lineup. It was like Skosic was not, not really holding anything back. And obviously there was a few substitutes throughout the game. Everyone kind of, I feel like, I think there was like eight different goal scorers. Um, so I think quickly, like Arya, what did you, what did you kind of make of the game uh, as a whole? Yeah, I mean, look, the lineup that came out, we were very surprised about that kind of lineup because we were expecting to see players like Daniel Esmailifar, Jafar Salmoni, you know, players like uh, Torabi, Qayadi, all these guys to start because ultimately Cambodia, 10-0, you know, it shows that they're not a particularly strong side. I think they've only scored like two goals in the whole uh, in this group stage in, in this group. So you know they're not a good a good side at all. And ultimately, Iran would beat them regardless of who played. Um, I was again I was surprised not to see players like Ansari Farin cover as I. But lucky Skocic, you know that no one got injured. Very lucky because the pitch looked a bit wet. There was a couple of you know hard tackles by the Cambodian players. Uh, was, they gave away two penalties, so they were they were getting stuck in. You know they were getting tackles in, and uh, we got lucky not to get any injuries. You know we already missed uh, Mahi for the Iraq game, and I feel like Skocic really wanted to prove a point, which I don't know if it was necessary at this point because, look, yes, we haven't had friendlies, and that could be the reason why he played all these players because he wants them to be playing as many games as possible because they haven't prepared properly. And that's a, a fair point. He's a coach. He needs to get his players ready. He wants to make sure that his best team is is always fresh and, and, and get a match fit. Absolutely fair point. But 
was it needed against Cambodia? We've already played two games. Not entirely sure. So, you know, look, we got through it. We got through it, you know, and, you know, 10 now. So I'm happy with the result. Yeah, I think I, I completely agree with you. I think the only critic I would say is I think Gaidi should have probably started. I think this was probably the game that he should have started. And with, with Skosic's lineup, yeah, you're, you're pretty right. He wanted to send a message or he was kind of like trying to play on the mentality aspect because in the previous games against Hong Kong and maybe Bahrain, you could say the creativity was a bit, you know, lackluster. It wasn't really there. Maybe he was trying to do this to kind of get some confidence amongst the players to, you know, go into the Iraq game with, you know, full of confidence. But at the same time, it could backfire, right? Like they could say, oh, we beat, we beat Cambodia 10 nil. We're, we're like, we're amazing. And they could go into it like with, you know, being being too cocky so I don't know it could go both both ways I don't really know how mentally they'll challenge it but I think Bobak it'd be really good to get your take on I guess can there is like what sort of I guess messages like what would Skosic kind of change from going into the Bahrain uh, going into the Iraq game from this game against Cambodia I think he wanted to give a couple of players a chance to build fitness um Players like poor Ali Ganji, who missed an uh, earlier game, um, maybe try out Milad again after he was hauled off at halftime. Milad had a good game. I thought he was one of the bright spots, actually. And on central midfield with Amiri out, I think it was an audition for Eza Torlahi and Kodos over who, uh, because I do not think both of them would start. I think Hodgsef, we'll talk about it later, but I think it's going to be one or the other. So... There were a few questions he wanted to put out. I was surprised about the lineup as well. I didn't expect to see Tarami, for example. I didn't think we needed to risk him. Uh, I expected to see Majid Hosseini in defense. I was quite disappointed not to. But overall, I think uh, probably some of the players did answer Skocic. And in terms of a result, we can't ask for more. In terms of the right players scoring goals, we couldn't ask for more. In terms of the performance, difficult to... Difficult to really judge it, to be honest with you. I'll tell you the one thing that kind of worried me from the Cambodia game. Yes, we won 10-0. Yes, we got the three points. It's all good from there, from the statistics point of view. But when I actually watched the game, it was clear that we were getting a lot more chances than, I guess, the, the 10 goals represents. We could have easily got like 15, 16, right? Obviously, there was the, the miss penalty as well. Like, yeah, that's what that's what's the worrying aspect for me is, will we be able to take these chances? Because there'll be, you know, the chances will come in way fewer in the Iraq game, right? Like, so that's that's one worrying aspect in the back of my mind. I don't know if you agree with me, Arya. Yeah, I definitely agree with you with that because I think that ultimately we did create, I would say we created more chances than the first Cambodia game, if I'm honest with you. I think we did a lot more going forward in this game. Uh, that could be down to the fact that players like Kodo started, Jamal Barsh, Boris Ade, there's more creativity. The finishing product, there could have been a lot more goals, and you're right. And you know, and a lot, a few of the goals came from assists, uh, came from uh, set pieces. I think two of the goals came from penalties. One of them was a own goal. Only a only a few came from open play. So looking at that, really against Cambodia, we should be scoring a lot of goals from open play, um, and we didn't. You know, cover as well. He missed a lot of chances in the second. I know he scored two goals, and you know, fair play to him. He hit the bar of a free kick. He did. He did get his his own back. You know, he you know he didn't just hide in a shell. He did try and score some more goals. So that's good. Good to see from him. Um, but yeah, open play. We, we weren't finishing chances. Jalen Barsh was was very highly unimpressive in this game, in my opinion. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't impressed with him um, at all. To be honest, I, I just didn't like the way he played. I know he got the assist. I know he scored a penalty, but just not enough from him. He needs to do more. He's got so much talent, but he doesn't do it enough. He, he just, he's too timid. It's Cambodia. Come on. Like you're a Premier League player. There should be, there should be a walk in the park for you. But I just, I don't think he's got the confidence right now. Uh, and then the same goes for um, players like, like Khalid, Khalid Zadeh making mistakes in defense against Cambodia, almost giving a goal away. You know, Bobak saying that Majid should have started. When Majid Hosseini came on in the second half, he was absolutely brilliant. Like, honestly, for the goal that Milad Mohamadi scored, he set it up, you know, to Qayadin and threw ball to Milad Mohamadi's score. It was brilliant performance from Majid. And I know, I'm a big fan of him because I feel like his build-up play is probably one of the best 
out of all the centre-backs that we have, including Bradley Ganji. So I think he needs to start. I don't I don't think Cannon is better than him. I don't think Khalid Zadeh is so good to the point where you need to bench him. You need to bench a guy who's playing in Europe for him. I just don't I don't agree with that. So, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you about about Ali Reza Jahanbash. I thought like he didn't he didn't strike me as a Premier League player. He didn't strike me as a Premier League player at all. He was given like his touches were off. His vision was wasn't really there. Like his uh, he was a bit selfish at times when he could have probably passed it a bit a bit earlier. He really needs to step up. I know he's the he's, he's the captain now. Like he gets the captain's armband quite frequently. I want to see more from him because he's so he's such a good player. And I feel like we've, we've forgotten that he was, you know, the top goal scorer in the Eredivisie, like, what was it, three years ago now? It was like, that was fairly recent. I just feel like, yeah, I, I expect a lot more from him um, for sure. Like, yeah, Barbak, I'd love to get your take before we move on to assess the Iraq game more. Um, which kind of players would you say... Because a lot of players came on as, on as substitutes, obviously made an impact. Carver Reza, he was probably one of them. He hit the bar like from a free kick, I think it was, and then like obviously scored twice. Um, do you kind of see some of the substitutes giving uh, Skosic a headache for the selection in the next game? Yeah, to be honest with you, um, I, I have to make a point on Jahanbach first. I thought he was one of the first players who was hungry to do something. Um, not that it was working out, but uh, for the first 15, 20 minutes, I think he was the one taking the game. He was making direct runs. He looked like he was up for it. it wasn't always coming up, uh, coming off for him, but I thought that he was, let's say, he wanted to prove something. Uh, did he have enough quality at the end of what he did? No, he didn't. That has been the case for most of his career at Team Medley, unfortunately. Um, in terms of uh, players, Majid as well. Um, yes, I agree with uh, Arya. Like, uh, he is, how many two-footed players do we have who's comfortable on the ball behind? He plays on the left side. He's just as good with his left as he's with his right. He was building it up quite calmly and distributing the ball. So... I was surprised that he didn't start uh, the game really. And okay, at least he got 45 minutes. I don't think it's enough for him to break through into the lineup. I think, uh, I don't think from the back line, anyone other than, uh, well, Muharami starts, but uh, I think, um, sorry, Muharami starts, but Mohammadi might just have played himself into the lineup. Um, in terms of midfield, I was again impressed with Odus. He looks comfortable in that. Uh, I don't know if you call it a eight or a 10. He looks comfortable there in the creative role and uh, he's giving good output. His passes are really good. He's giving a lot of defense, putting passes to the forwards. Is that line was okay? I thought, all right, uh, not, 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 not wow, but he was okay. Uh, from the top, obviously, Tarami starts. I can't see anyone else breaking through. And off the bench, you mentioned Kwabe. Not sure. Um, he missed a few sitters at the beginning and then he made up for it. But uh, I don't think there was anything promising there uh, to say that, yeah, he's going to break through the lineup. But ID, he was the most impressive player for me. Yes, it's against Cambodia and the players are pretty much his size. Uh, that probably gave him a little advantage. Of course, he can do it against better opposition. I think he's going to be a joker off the bench. I hope we don't need him, but uh, I think it's... If, if we're going to throw someone on to try to change the way the game is going for us, if it's not working, then he would be up there with number one or number two, who I would bring on. Yeah. Uh, just quickly on, on Qayadi, I think it's important that we just touch on him because Qayadi, for me, everyone's really ex- excited about him, rightly so. He's a very talented player, very quick, very skillful. Um, a lot of people want him to start matches for Iran. Now, in my opinion, he could definitely play from the beginning for Iran. There's no doubt about it. I just don't think he right now needs to start for Iran. I don't think there's a necessity for a player like him to start, especially when we're very, we need to win games. We need to guarantee that we don't concede goals. Goalies are there for me is a must start, no doubt about it. And I think Kodus has kind of proven it in the last couple of games that he should be starting in the midfield. And that doesn't really give Gaidi a chance to play because then you have Tarim and Osmond. So uh, ultimately, I think Gaidi, like Bobak said, is an absolutely fantastic option off the bench. Remember, guys, 
in football, you can make substitutes. <laughs> okay, I think everyone forgets that. And like, literally, whenever a, a lineup comes out, oh, guy's not going to play ever again in his life. He'll play. He'll come on off the bench and you know make a big impact. And I think Gladi is a fantastic off the bench player for Iran. It's tactically a great idea to have him on the bench because he brings the speed and the skill when players are fatigued. And a lot of times when you when, when you start a player like Gladi, he'll fade towards the end of the game. And you don't want that. You want him to be fresh when the rest are tired. So he's a great player off the bench. Yeah, I mean, you could say a similar story of 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 Holly Zadeh a few years ago. Like he had, he had the same thing. He was a bench player, came on, made a huge impact, and people were calling him for him to, for, for him to start. And obviously, as he's improved his stamina, his fitness, and he's moved clubs, he's kind of cemented cemented himself as a first team player. Um, so I think probably you're right, um, Arya. I think Gaidi uh, would probably have a similar tra- trajectory there because um, he, he definitely has the quality for sure. That's like no one's no one's disagreeing with that. But as an impact sub, I don't think we have a better player for sure. So I think before we move on, let's get let's just get a fan reaction from Bijan Timjani, our editor Samson's dad. Before we move on, so I'm joined by Bijan Timjani, uh, former high school club and shortly semi-pro head coach uh, for roughly 33 years. So uh, first and foremost, I uh, appreciate taking the time to come. Obviously, you are uh, our editor's father, Samson. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, I want to ask you regarding the Iran versus Iraq game, what do you see happening uh, on Tuesday? Well, uh, looking at the game, uh, I think more and more like like a European team rather than the Asian West Asian team. Uh, our complexity, our, our passing structure, our uh, tactics really reminds me of a deeply decent European team. One thing we cannot do is hesitation on on touches and passes. Uh, with some of the times that uh, you know, part of the game, at least probably most of the first half, or uh, some of the first half in the, against the uh, uh, the last game, uh, we were kind of hesitating on passes. You cannot afford doing that to a team like Iraq. You got to t- let the touches go. You got to be quick, and you got to be re- uh, quick to uh, uh, react. Um, I, yeah. you know, I like the way the team plays. I, I love the way Salman plays on the right wing, if he plays that position, because I think that's his. He's more dangerous. I love Qaidi. I used to have a player like him, a Mexican player, one of the years that I was coaching in high school. Uh, he's got a great future ahead of him. Um, he just has to be properly uh, taken care of, and he needs to definitely need to go to Europe. Um, but he's going to be an uh, outstanding future for, for Iran's team. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've got a lot of talented players that can cause a lot of problems for Iraq on Tuesday. Um, what are your predictions for the match? Well, it, if we play the way we're capable of and continue the way we, uh, you know, we finished against Bahrain, I mean, I could see Iran winning 2-0 or something like that. Uh, you know, we have to be much more. Uh, Intelligent and defense. Uh, we have to be careful about the way we uh, protect the ball uh, coming from behind and uh, make sure that our passes are the right location and and we don't hesitate on on distributing the ball over there. And we need to make sure that we have a, a solid, you know, four back or four or five back over there for the counter attacks. I think we can take care of Iraq if we maintain the kind of intensity, the kind of touches, the kind of passes we were doing um, like, you know, like the second half and part of the first half against the Bahrain. Absolutely. We hope that we hope to see that. I hope that we can get a result that takes us through to the next uh, round of the qualifiers. Thanks for coming on and uh, hopefully we win. I hope so. Definitely. All right, let's preview the Iran versus Iraq game. So obviously this is a huge game for us. I think it's the difference between us finishing first or finishing second. It's, it's absolutely massive. Um, Iraq's been pretty pretty good um, during this campaign. I can't I can't take that away from them. They've been they've been decent. So uh, 
Bobak, I'll start with you. How important is this game for Iran? Obviously, we talked about the, the Bahrain game being massively important. How important is this game? So I think the Bahrain game was just an appetizer to get a chance to have the main course against Iraq. Uh, we needed the win to make uh, this game worth something for us. So it's a do or die game, no question about it. The most important game we've had in years. I know we say this quite often, but it's true because not getting the right result would mean we get out of the uh, road to the World Cup 2022. And to lose out in the first round would be humiliating, embarrassing and disappointing especially considering this is probably the best bunch of uh, players. I mean, we, again, we say this quite often, but I mean, we don't want Osmond to miss out on the World Cup at the age of 27, or Tarimi at 29, or Qolizadeh in his mid-20s, or Kordos at 28. So we have some key players, or Saeed in his mid-20s, uh, key players pr- probably paying to the peak of their powers, especially Sardar and Tarimi, our best uh, strike force in years. So it's very, very important. Yeah, I'd, I'd fully agree. Um, but at the same time, like I I know it might be a bit controversial, but I completely agree where the um, if we don't qualify, it's, it'll be a massive waste of talent. I think Pejman also said that the last episode I was on because um, this is like pretty much, I, I'd say like our best, best lineup for, for a number of years. But if we don't qualify, I, I want to go out and say like, frankly we don't deserve to because like our performances haven't been great and whether you put that down to the team or the chemistry or the manager i won't you know i won't be surprised if, if that makes sense um so well, that, that, that's absolutely true if we don't qualify no one to blame but ourselves and that's a combination of everyone you just mentioned from the coaches uh to the federation who chose the coaches to the players uh, who, of course, have to take some responsibility. I mean, we want to put it on the door of the doorstep of the coaches, but at the end of the day, the players are international players. Many of them are playing in Europe, so you expect better level of performances. What, what happens from one day being able to pass three balls in a row between yourselves under K-Rush to not forgetting how to pass the ball a meter or two meters away from yourself under Wilmot? So it's, it's, it's things that are unanswerable really but uh, let's not get into a forensics thing of it right now and we'll look forward to the game yeah of course so Arya let's let's go into the lineup so yeah how do you kind of see the lineup obviously we have to play our best team this game is vital for us to qualify so yeah Quickly, how do you kind of see the lineup? Do you see it similar to the the, the Cambodia game? How do you kind of see it mm. uh, panning out? Well I mean look first of all I think Baron Van is in goals no doubt about it. I don't think that Abadzad has a is a, a great goalkeeper. No, no, Abadzad no, nothing wrong with him at all as a goalkeeper. But Baron Vand is number one, right? That's a fact. Um, in the last game against Iraq, we played Shojai. Um, massive mistake, massive mistake. Like huge, huge uh, gaps left in midfield because he couldn't run. You know, so we need energy. Iraq is a very physical team with a lot of energy. Players that will, like Safa Hadi and Bashar Rassan, uh, he might be injured, so we'll keep an eye on him. But players like Humam Tariq, so really high energy, fast players uh, who will really put themselves about. So Iran need, you know, to be on the ball. We can't afford to give Iraqi players time and space to counter-attack and cause us issues. Vahid Amiri is a big miss. Uh, the back four for me, Moharami's had a good couple of games for Iran. I think he's been really impressive, especially against Bahrain, where I thought he had his best game for Iran. Um, the two centre-backs, Prali Ganji for me has to start. However, I do feel like Scotch is going to stick with his two favourites, uh, Kanani and Khalil Zadeh. Um, for me, it would be... I don't mind Kaiser at the starting because he's an experienced centre back, but for me, Puari Ganji has to start. Um, left back, I think Bobak is correct in saying that Milad may have bought himself a place into the starting lineup, but you don't be surprised to see how Safi play at left back in this game because he did move there in the Bahrain game and he was a bit better than he was in midfield. And then possibly if that does happen, you could see the midfield three that we saw against Cambodia. That's the only that's the only way that we'll see it if Milad isn't starting and Haisafi goes to left back. Then we could see Ezatolai, Nurlahi, and Kotus 
Otherwise, I think Milad, if he is playing, I think Ezzatullah um, will probably be benched with Ahmad going to defensive midfield position, which I think is a complete mistake for me. Ahmad Nurullah, I've said this a million times, he is not a defensive midfielder. There's no doubt about it. He he doesn't play like a defensive midfielder either. He's not got that kind of calmness about his game. He's a very much a box-to-box player. So I don't want to see him play there, but I just feel like he's played him there so many times, Scotchich, that if he might actually do it again. Um, good news from Yas start. You know, it would be absolutely ridiculous if he doesn't play. It would be absolutely ridiculous at, at this point because he's been... He's been a game changer for us in, in his last couple of games. And in the front three, there's no doubt about it. Boys are the Tarimi and Osmond. I don't see Jahan back starting, unfortunately. Um, Bayadi off the bench, for sure, in this game. Massive sub against Iraq. Could be huge in the second half to bring on Mehdi Bayadi to give us a little bit more of a push. Maybe bring him on for maybe Qualiz are there if he, if he starts to tire out a little bit or even bring him on for Maybe even maybe even Osmond and Tarami, you know, if we've already, if we're already winning the game, or if we're not winning the game, bring him on for like one of the midfielders. So a lot of you can a lot of options with Kaidi uh, to bring him on. Torabi as well, he's been quite impressive. I'd like to see him come on at some point. But look, Iran need to win this game. You know, they can't afford to go and be timid at all. Like in the first game against Iraq, we had a horrible game. Shojoy was playing. We had a really horrible midfield uh, problems in midfield all over the place. In this game, we can't afford to do that. So if if we play the right team, I don't see why we don't win the game. I just don't see it. I I I think people are being negative because we haven't been great under Skocic performance wise. Yes, we've got a lot of good results, but performance wise, however, I think we should be winning this game. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, with your lineup, sure. yeah. What's your take, Balak? Yeah, I agree with almost everything Arya said. The, the, the Mohammadi paradox like, if Mohammadi starts left back, Hoysefi starting in central midfield and breaks up the three that we saw against Cambodia, that's what I was uh, going for as well. Uh, because Hoysefi is going to start, he rested him completely, uh, he's keeping him fit, probably, probably to take over from Amiri's role. That's my hunch. Um, but uh, almost every other position, I think, yeah, it's probably likely he won't break up the centre back too. I'm not so convinced. We we were exposed uh, against Hong Kong in moments of uh, or lapses of concentration, and against Bahrain. Okay, they didn't have the quality, and they were probably a little bit shocked from uh, the way we took the game to them in, in a few minutes uh, when we scored multiple goals. Um, I do disagree on the last point that Arya said. If we play the right lineup, we're going to beat Iraq, or there's no reason why we wouldn't. I don't think it's about the lineup. Uh, uh, I think it's about the performance. It's about the tactics. It's about the players buying into it. And I haven't yet seen a good, a good performance. And I, I'm not talking about brilliant moments in between where Taremi and Osborne link because that's instinct. They know each other very well. They enjoy playing with each other very well. And then you see Olizadeh, for example, having a good game against one of them. And then there are, there are players that stood out in every game. But I'm really talking about uh, good passing to come through, intricate passing, breaking down the opponents. And Baidi probably gave us a lot of that in the second half against Cambodia. But generally, I haven't yet seen that level of performance. Uh, so we have to perform well. There is nothing that is guaranteed against Iraq. Iraq is a good team. Yes, they didn't play well against Hong Kong. They scraped through a 1-0 win. Uh, and even the game before, they, they, they haven't really stepped it up. But uh, we can't... If we, this is a big derby for the Iraqi players, the Iraqi people. Probably more more for them than for us, probably. Yeah, it, it's, it, to a degree, it could be the same feeling that we have when we play against Bahrain. Don't underestimate how the Iraqis feel uh, when they come up against Iran. So um, we have to really perform well, and I hope we can get the right result. My my big hesitation here is that with with Kanani playing, he's he's been a player that I mean, especially against Bahrain, when when he kind of like when the pressure's on, 
he does lunge into tackles. He does kind of lose his head. You got like, he lunges to a tackle in the at the halfway line from like a slide tackle from behind, risking a red card. You got a yellow card in the end, and it's like those sort of players. We, I I feel like with Iraq, where tensions are already quite high, there's lots there's a lot of like you know chips on the table with this game. I don't. I'm not confident with him at the back. We'll be we'll be like far more challenged with you know playing against Iraq. They'll have more chances, and I feel like Kanani isn't the right person, isn't the right centre-back to have there. Uh, I mean, I hope I he mean, proves me wrong. Um, but I mean, yeah, that, that's my that's my take on the centre-backs. Is that I, I feel I don't feel confident with him being there. Probably going to start. Simple as that. I mean, the guy's been to, the guy's been to a World Cup, two Asian Cups. Uh, he's been in, he's been our best centre-back for the last five, six years. He has to start. I don't think, I don't think Skocic is, is stupid. I think he knows that who, who his best players are. And I understand that, okay, he's got Bogheri with him on the bench and maybe he's, you know, giving a, a few words in the year, you know, okay, let's play some of the Paris Police players. But Kanani isn't that good, man. Like, I, I know I know he's, he's been decent for Iran over the last couple of years and he's been quite good for Paris Police. But are you really trying to tell me he's better than Prali Gandhi? I would have played Kanani ahead of Talizadeh for what it's worth personally. So if, if I had to yeah. choose between the two, I would take Kanani anyway. We're talking about Kanani now, but Talizadeh what, is what, 33 years old, 32 years old. Uh, so I'm not convinced by him at all. I, I think our two best centre-backs are on the bench right now. Yeah, I think Majid is... Mm, it's probably down to the fact that he hasn't played for Trabzon Sport. And look... If that's your reason why, as a coach, for me it's a little bit, it's a little bit poor, in my opinion. Because yeah, but Arya Baron then doesn't play for uh, yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I'm, I agree there are many that. cases, absolutely, there are many cases. Jahan Bash barely absolutely. played except for the last month of the season when it was worth nothing. Obviously, he's not a regular starter for us, but I mean, definitely. it's not enough. It's not enough. No, definitely, I, I don't agree with it. I don't, I don't think that Majid has actually played that little you know he, he hasn't been playing that little he has actually played a decent amount this over this in 2021 so for me for him not to start at all for the national team against cambodia mm, that's a big question mark as a as a select as a selector of players you need to be able to be fair with it why does why did they play the last game i just don't get it <laughs> like I just don't understand but you know it's, it's... Uh, it could, Aria you could have hinted at it with the Paris Police connection I mean I'm not saying it's Bavari I'm just oh, saying I... that there's clearly a little switch here towards I'm not saying they're discarding the foreign based players but there was a wish in those around the national team to make some changes watching the setup of the, the broadcast for the, for the match they spent the first 10-15 minutes in the studio talking about how great Scottish is in terms of changing the mood he's warmer than the, uh, some other coaches the Croats understand our culture and that everyone in the, it's, it's great how the players are all good together and they take pictures and are smiling they forget what kind of team atmosphere we had for the last 7-8 years with Kirosh that was the best we've ever had. Exactly. exactly. Uh, I'm not saying the atmosphere is bad now. I'm just saying they spent. So there's clearly Nothing an agenda. Yeah. There is clearly an agenda to, to distinguish this tenure uh, or the post Kirosh years from what happened before. And one of the points was, if you remember, Kirosh was criticized for not giving some Paris police players a chance or some domestic players chances, which, which was especially at the big clubs, uh, Estelman Paris police. So could be to a degree uh, some things could be a little bit imposed i'm not saying specific players are said to be uh, they have to play but you can't you can't rule anything out well i mean look at the squad and i don't want to go on too much we've already spoken about it but i mean Come on, Komyabinia was in the squad. <laughs> like, why? Yeah, that was that. <laughs> Do you that know made what no I mean? Me like, I just don't get the, the, the question. Is just why? I just that. I mean, I I know you. Just, I know the, I know the answer to it, but you know, I'd like to hear the answer to it because I, I that's not a good that's not a good enough answer. <laughs> just because I like Paris Bulls, because Paris Bulls have won the league like three times in a row. No, that's not an answer. That doesn't mean anything. But unfortunately, it is for for Scotch. But uh, listen, I'm not. I'm not criticizing him. I'm not, and I think people will, will probably think I am. I'm not criticizing. I want to know that ultimately, as a national team head coach, do you go and say, "I want to call up the, the players that are the completely the best players," 
And if that's the case, then why is Omide Brahmi not in the squad? Because Omide yeah, Brahmi is in a much better season. You do that when you're confident, when you have a strong personality and you're willing to take on anyone. You do that. And that's what Carlos Kiroz did. I don't want to go back into this Carlos Kiroz like, uh, loving or anything like that. But I mean, for, for you to do exactly what you want in any profession, in any job, you, you have to stand up to those around you sometimes. And are you willing to do it? Or are you just very, very happy to have that job and willing to put your head down and do it? So this it's a question of personalities. And I don't blame Skocic. He was given a job which he probably never dreamed of. So he's happy to be there. And if someone says, hey, by the way, it would be nice to see more players from Paris Police and Estebrel to make the people happy in Iran and find the ballot or whatever it is, he's going to say, okay, probably. And I don't know. I'm just saying that when you, when you try to analyze the situation that's not uh, out of the question any more difficulties there for Bobak <laughs> okay let, let's move on to the I think Iraq I think now is probably a good time to move to uh Hassanin Bilal from the Iraq football podcast to get his take on the match from the Iraq camp okay I'm joined by Hassanin Bilal from the Iraq football podcast how you doing man I'm really well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really happy to be here and uh, hopefully discuss what should be a very good game uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, first of all, I appreciate your time. Can you just give us a little bit about about your own podcast? Obviously, because you're quite successful with it. What what kind of things can people? How how can they find find you online on your Twitter, whatever you're using? Sure. So. Um, you could find my podcast on all the major podcast um, platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Um, it's the app of the, of the Iraq Football Pod. Basically, we um, well, I started as a project basically because I think Iran, you guys might find this quite similar. When you go on Google and you search for Iraq, Iran, ten, things tend to be quite negative. And I wanted to kind of create a platform and a space where things are focused on football things are focused on like positivity and i wanted the kind of the western audience especially since my podcast is in english my website my social media pages in english i wanted the focus to be on things that uh that are positive that are that are outside of the political sphere and so we started it that way uh, if you want to follow us that would be great you can find us on social media the ads are always at iraq football pod we're on uh, facebook twitter and instagram so yeah if you want to ever get in touch do feel free to do that yeah excellent and also i'll have an article that will be on your website it'll be written by yourself regarding the match as well my thoughts on the game so uh, just to watch your is it is it just iraqfootball.me yeah so iraqfootball.me for middle Perfect. east uh, yeah i think it'll be a great article yeah okay so on the game uh just give me your thoughts on the game coming up but also you know, up until now, Iraq's matches, how do you think they've kind of done and going into this match, how do you think they'll be able to do? It's a very difficult question to answer this, if I'm honest with you, because, you know, if I told you that there's a team with a a 19-game unbeaten run, you'd think that they're on fire and they're doing everything right. Iraq right now are on a 19-game unbeaten run, but there are so many question marks still uh, present over Katanich, our manager, over some of our players, and just the way we've been playing in general. Our run goes back about two years. We've been doing fairly well, but unfortunately, I don't think the manager knows our best starting eleven. It's yeah. quite an unbalanced squad in some sense, mm. in terms of we've not quite figured out who our best attackers are. We have question marks over goalkeepers, our right back, etc. So it's not been good, and that's really been kind of highlighted within the last two games and even two friendlies before that. So before the two World Cup qualifiers where we played Hong Kong and Cambodia, we played Tajikistan and Nepal. We only managed to draw nil-nil with Tajikistan, although it was our kind of second squad. Nepal, we won 6-2, but we conceded sloppy goals, and um, we didn't look too convincing despite the six goals that we scored. Having said that, once more, it was a second-string team. Now we've come into the Hong Kong and Cambodia games. We did have a full team, um, but we we really failed to dominate Cambodia in the same way that, for example, Iran have in the two games that you guys have played them. I think you've scored something like a, a, a 24 goals. That's right, yeah. 24. Yeah, we've we've only we won the first game 4-0. 
in the first qualifier. And this last one, we only won 4-1. Uh, three of those goals came in the first half. And the second half, um, we only managed to score the one in the in like the dying seconds of the game. So it's not been a very dominant performance. It's not been a very uh, creative attack. And um, that's when question marks starting, started to really be uh, like flip. Yeah. Then we, we played the Hong Kong game yesterday. We looked a lot better in terms of how we looked defensively. We looked like organized. We looked a strong uh, unit. But the, the biggest issue Iraq have is when we play against teams like Hong Kong, where they play as a low block and we really struggle to break down that defense. So um, Hong Kong played about 10 plays behind the ball at all times, two uh, lines of defense and midfield. And we, we struggled to really find a way to, to break down the, the, the bus, essentially. We tried to play narrow as opposed to wide, which we did against Cambodia. It didn't really work. Uh, our best player was Bashar and uh, Safa. Unfortunately for us, though, is that Bashar came. Um, he came off the uh, he came off the pitch with an injury. I'm hearing that he's actually fit for the Iran game. Um, I'm hoping that's the case. If that isn't the case, then we might actually. Um, have a serious problem on our hands because yeah because he's obviously well, he speaks Farsi he knows the players you know and, he, and most of the team at least most of the domestic players in the Iran squad are from Paris Police so you know he knows the players he knows the sort of system and even even the assistant manager for Iran is is Bagheri, who was his was his coach at Paris Police so there's a lot of connection that he knows so he's very important to to Iraq for for this game specifically. Um, I- I think you're you're correct. Obviously, he played in the Iranian league. He dominated there for, for some time. He had a very good career there. But I think it's more than just for the Iran game. I think if, if you watch Iraq over the last two years, Katanich has really built the team around Bashar. He's the only real creative outlet that we have in terms of um, creating chances, being plays, etc. Um, without him... There's there's a big big gap that needs to be filled in. Um, yesterday, Hassan Ali came on from the bench to replace Bashar, and there's nowhere near the same influence on the pitch in terms of uh, creativity, flair, etc. So if he doesn't play against Iran, um, Bashar, that is, I think Iran have a very very good chance of um, winning the game, and I, I think Iran are a very good team anyway. Um, just aside from from Bashar, obviously. I know you guys have some good players as well, like like Muhammad Ali and Homam Tahrir, uh, uh, Ali Adnan, all these kind of players who have played, you know, at a decent level. Uh, one of the players that you're missing, though, that I quite have noticed is um, Rashid, who played. I think he was in the Turkish league this season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, what what happened to him? Is he just not part of the squad, or is there like an injury there? Um. I don't know how it is with Iranian football, but with Iraqi football, unfortunately, there's so much politics involved in terms of like who gets called up, who doesn't. Um, you'll notice in this current squad that there are no real expats uh, present. Iran, right, right. Uh, as a country, you guys seem to be much more welcoming of, of players that go abroad. I, I think we've kind of had to become welcome because I think over the, over a period of time, we've noticed the Iranian league doesn't produce the standard of player that we want. You know, I think the the, the foreign-based players have become a good chunk of the squad. That, that's where the quality comes from. So for sure, you know, we have to. I think we, we've almost accepted it now that, you know, the foreign-based players are the players you build your team around. You know, it's a shame that Iraq haven't been able to do that. Yeah, I think if we haven't come to terms with that, then if, uh, if Iran have come to accept that, this is the problem. And by the way, I say this, the Iranian league is a million times stronger than the Iraqi league. I'm honest and upfront in that. But we, are, our FA, our fans, I don't know who it is, but um, we still haven't come to terms with this problem. And um, a lot of the expert players have not been chosen. This squad right now contains no expert players. The last few squads that we were chosen for World Cup qualifiers, the only player chosen was one defender called Rebin Sulafa. And he's not even included this time because of... Uh, plays in uh, Bulgaria, is that right? So he, his, his contract in Bulgaria finished. He's now on his way uh, to an Asian league. I can't reveal right. just who yet. But okay. uh, the, the country required him to quarantine. 
meaning he had to miss this current batch of qualifiers, unfortunately. But yeah, that, the problem there is that there's no Osama Rashid, there's no Jilwan, there's no Justin Miram, there's no Ahmed Yassin, uh, amongst many other uh, expert footballers. So it's a big, yeah. big... Yeah, big loss. Uh, so what's your prediction for the match? I know you've said that you think Iran will, will be the stronger side, but what's your actual prediction? It's a tough one. I mean, based on form, I reckon Iran should win comfortably. But the good thing for us is that when it comes to games like Iraq-Iran, it's not really about form. It's about who turns up on the day, who wants it more. And as much quality that Iran have, I think Iraq still do stand a chance. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for maybe a 1-1 or a 0-0. If we could get a draw, finish top. Um, uh, we'll probably both go through. It's good for you guys. It's good for us. But uh, I think it will be quite a stretch seeing us beat you guys, especially uh, with our form and your form. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think hopefully that, you know, for us, hopefully we do win the game. But look, I mean, Iraq, they, they beat us the last time. We need to show, show that everyone's been rating us very highly that you know it's for a reason so you know Iraq will try to to prove us wrong prove that them them beating us the first time wasn't it wasn't just a fluke so we have see yeah, how, how it goes. Is, we're quite on a good stretch so the last four times we've beaten we've played you guys mm. we've beat you three times we've drawn one so yeah. we are confident and it's like I said you know when, when it's Iraq versus Iran we always have a chance because our, our players do want it it's, it's a huge game for us and yeah. our players tend to turn up. Whether they turn up this time or not, I don't know. Um, like we've played a lot of games recently in the last, in the last what two weeks we've played about four games. Hopefully they're not too tired, but it's going to be interesting. Um, well, what are your predictions then? Oh, you'll need to be on the podcast. <laughs> you'll need to be on the podcast to listen to it. We'll speak no about that on I'll the actual sure podcast. I'll make sure to tune in for that. Yeah, um, just very quickly, I know we're doing a bit of a long one here, but um, what's your prediction for Iraq's qualification then overall to the World Cup? As in, do I think we're going to qualify? Yeah. If I'm honest with you, it depends on two things. I think um, if we can beat you guys on Tuesday and you guys don't qualify, um, I know that's bad for you lot, but I think that's a huge, huge result for Iraq. Because if we go into the next round and where we actually find some form again, there's only so many teams that I think are significantly better than Iraq. We're talking about the likes of Australia, Japan, South Korea. Um, I think we can beat teams like Qatar. I think we can beat Saudi. But usually it's the four spots that go to uh, the Asian teams. I think if Iran aren't in contention for one of those spots, we have a great yeah. chance. So, yeah, there's a lot to, lot to go on this game, isn't there? 100%. I mean, I'd, I'd like to just see us qualify, but if I'm honest with you, just for our World Cup chances, if we can knock you guys out early, um, that would be a huge, huge uh, result for us. But having said that, can I see on current form, can I see Iraq making it to the World Cup? If I'm honest, no, not really. Um, I think, as you said, they have to go in and, and look for these, these uh, foreign-based players. We don't need to look for them. We have them. We just don't have them. them. Bring That's them like, in, yeah. Bring them in. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. We have so many yeah. all across Absolutely. the Absolutely. Excellent. Listen, I appreciate your time. Uh, hopefully no, we can you so have much. you on for the, the, the post-match game. Um, and yeah. We'll... Looking forward to it. And I'm uh, also excited to share the article that we wrote together. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Check out the website, um, iraqfootball.me. <clears throat> Twitter, at iraqfootballpod. And we'll, we'll speak to you very soon. Take care. Cheers, bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys. So we talked about the lineup. We talked about the tactics to, that Scotty should should maybe imp- implement during this game. We talked about, you know, the, the gravity of the of the game and how important it is for, for Iran for qualification. Now let's get into the predictions, the exciting part. So, Ari, I'll start with you. What do you kind of predict the game? What do you plan to predict to happen? And, of course, like, what, 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 like, what score do you think would, have, would, would happen? Yeah, um, no, I think I think we'll win the game. Um, I believe the national team uh, at this point in time is in a good place. Uh, the Iraqi team looked 
very poor against Hong Kong. I'm not looking too much into it. I'm just looking at the, the what went on these past couple of weeks. For me, the Iraqi team looked poor. They're missing a lot of players. As Hassanein said, they are missing a lot of their players that play in, you know, foreign clubs. Um, uh, you know, like Meram and uh, uh, who else? Ra- um, Rashid. There's a lot of players that are missing. So they, I don't think they're as strong as they were two years ago. And I think Iran are stronger than they were two years ago. So I think we'll win 2-1. Um, I do see us conceding a goal based on the fact that if if we're going to play with the midfield three of Hai Safi, uh, Nur Lahi and Qudus, I don't see players with high, high levels of energy. I think Nur Lahi is the only one who gives you that. But if you play him in the middle that kind of nullifies his energy because he has to be kind of the deepest player. So I just don't think we're going to be that successful in midfield with the likes of Safa Hadi and, and possibly Bashar Rassan playing. So I don't know. I, I just see us winning it. But I, I, I feel a very tense game coming up on Tuesday. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a tense game. Um, personally, I think it will be a 1-1 draw. Will that be enough? I don't know. It depends on a lot of other permutations. Uh, it's going to be tight. Depends on how Iraq see it. Are they going to start the game off looking for a draw, hitting us on the counter? What what will Scottish do? Is he going to look for the win from the first minute? Or are we going to have like a real stalemate going into uh, halftime or 60 minutes? I, I it's, it's not clear. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a game of chess probably. No one wants to lose. It's clear because both think that a draw could be enough. So that's going to have an impact psychologically. Um, uh, we have quality players, uh, Azmoun and Tarani, definitely. I mean, Mohamed Ali up front for, for Iraq is also a quality striker, but we have two players who have been scoring about 40, 50 goals in Europe last season between them at the highest level, including Europe. So if they get a chance, maybe not one chance, if they get a couple of chances, you expect them to take one. So I'm going to be chewing my nails for sure. Yeah, I think I think it would be probably a two-one uh, victory. Um, I think we're pretty we're pretty good at set pieces. I think that's where the goal will come from, um, especially if someone Rudos starts. He's for me. He's he's our set piece guy. His delivery is is probably the best out of all the team. So if he starts, I feel like we could probably score from a set piece, uh, which would be really good. So Ariel, correct me if I'm wrong, but this game just to give clarity to everyone that's listening. If we win, we're pretty much guaranteed uh, qualification to the next to the next round as well. By the way, not qualification to the World Cup. Um, and if we draw, it's dependent on what the results in the other groups. And I know that we had something on our Twitter, yeah. like a breakdown of the, the different situations. So we can't mm-hmm. go through each one of them now. But if you are interested, yeah. do go on our Twitter. We have got a post about that. Yeah, Payam uh, sent us over his uh, mathematical analysis of uh, the group standing. So, yeah, if, if we, if I think it's, I think I believe off the top of my head, if we draw, um, then what would happen is we would need to have uh, South Korea beating Lebanon, and Australia would need to beat uh, or maybe even draw with Jordan. So, those are likely to happen. And also maybe even Saudi Arabia beating Uzbekistan. So I could see them happen. I, th- I think South Korea beats Lebanon. And I think Australia probably beats or draws with Jordan. So I don't really see having much issue if we finish second place. But come on, man. First place, got to do it. Yeah, no, fully agree. Well, if you are interested, everyone listening, uh, you can go to our Twitter. We have got a breakdown of every situation. If we if we win, if we draw, I think we have one if we lose as well, what happens um, in the next round. So um, I think that's it for the Iraq game. I think let's move on to the fan questions. Um, a lot of the questions that we got, we kind of answered it within our own discussion. Um, we had some questions regarding Kanani starting, um, that was from Jav- Javid Azadi Iran. We had one from the midfield. Who do you think should play in midfield? About Essan Hoy Safi. Um, we had one from Essan Hoy Safi from Instagram, Nima N I I M Z 
underscore asks, just regarding Son, obviously he wasn't part of the squad against Cambodia. We all, we, I don't, I don't know if Bobak would agree with me or Sina. I don't think he should be starting for me. I think he's been absolutely terrible for us. Being honest with you, I don't think he's been the kind of guy that you look to as a captain uh, performance wise anyway. And even leadership wise, I don't really see him as a captain. You know, I, I even in, in the, even in the changing room, like Tarami is the guy taking the team talk. <laughs> like, come on, like who, who's, whose responsibility is that? You know, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't see, for example, even like Masud Shojai, he would take a team talk, you know, because he's a real captain, you know, even though he wasn't the best player towards the end of his career, still did, still did the captain's responsibility. I don't see it from Hoi Safi. I think he's not a captain player kind of type. So if he starts, he starts. For me, he shouldn't. Um, don't know what you guys think. I think if he does start... Um... I prefer him to start left back, if I'm completely honest. But I, even then, I don't really want him there. Um, I'd rather, I'd rather Mohamedi to be to be quite honest. But I mean, yeah, he's he's a player that's been pretty popular with managers um, for whatever reason. Maybe it is the experience, maybe it's the level headedness, maybe there are some other things behind the scenes that we probably don't see. Arya, like Tarami did take the team talk on video, but maybe there was another team talk before that we didn't see. Um, so you don't know, like. I, so yeah, he might he might see himself in the squad either way. Like I'm not complaining too much. I'd I'd rather not see him, but yeah, that, that's my take on it. That question was also given to us on on uh, PersianFootball.com as well. Um, did you have anything to say back regarding Hi Safi? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about his leadership qualities. I mean, it's not enough to, just to say if he takes team talks or not or whatever. We don't know what happens, but that's not enough anyway. Even if he's the best leader. Performance levels are not good enough, not in central midfield, not in left back. I actually don't think he's a left back and I don't think he's a central midfielder. So where does he fit? I don't know. He runs a lot. He looks like he gives 100%. I don't doubt that, but it's not good enough. So he's a poor man's Robbie Savage for me. <laughs> can we can we clip that, please? That is very yeah, funny. That's a very funny one. <laughs> Other question comes from Comron at Cam to the Ans, underscore. He asks... Which back four gives us the best chance of keeping a clean sheet? Uh, for me, the back four that we should be playing um, going forward, you know, I don't know if, if Scottish agrees with it or not. I think goalkeeper Bayron Van, um, Moharami, uh, I've been very impressed with him over the last couple of seasons. Uh, Prali Ganji, Majid Hosseini, and um, I still trust in Muhammadi. I still think he's a good left back. I you know, yeah, he's had a tough couple of couple of months, but he's still, in my opinion, the best left back we have. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, Majid Hosseini still hasn't convinced me. I know you really like him, Arya, but for me, I'd, I don't know. I know, I know. In the next few years, like it's it's definitely like he's on that trajectory to be a top player, and he will probably be our our number two, maybe even number one centre back, but. For me, he's not convinced me yet. Um, I still think he makes the odd mistake. And for a, for a centre-back, that, that's vital. You have to kick those out of your game. Um, so, yeah, I think for me right now, Khalid Zali just, just has to take the place. And then Majid Hosseini will probably fill in in the next year or so. I think for the World Cup, he will definitely be ready. Okay, cool. So thank you so much for your fan questions. Um, well, let's wrap it up there. So special thanks also to Metrica stats for providing us with English statistics um, on Team Melly matches. And obviously, um, if you stay to the very end, we've got a new outro track from Kidmo. Uh, special thanks to them uh, for providing that. That was That's really nice. Also, don't forget about our Team Melly jersey giveaway um, that we said at the beginning of the episode. So thank you so much for the 4,000 followers. And that's our, that's our thank you to you. All the instructions will be on our Instagram and Twitter. So follow us while you're there as well. Um, also you can find our episodes on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify iTunes and all other podcast platforms and yeah you can visit our website as well goldbazanpodcast.com so that's it from me, um, thank you so much Arya and Barback for joining me um, quickly if you are interested, interested in entrepreneurship podcasts I run my own podcast called The Millennial Entrepreneur do check it out um, as well so thanks again for joining me on the Goldbazan podcast Let's let's sign off this. Thanks, Arya. Thanks, Bobak. Cheers. We'll see you guys for the next podcast after the Iraq game. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, apologies if anyone heard someone crying in the background. Let's hope there are no Iranians crying after the game on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that's a very good save. Also, don't forget the Twitter spaces we'll do before and after the game. I know you guys love them. So we'll also be doing that before the Iraq game, which is on the 15th of June. Don't forget. All right, cool. Thank you so much, guys. And we'll see you after the Iraq game. برگشتش حالا قدوس بوم 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 آتش بازی پایان نداره برای پسران ایرانی